The Chicago Bulls preseason schedule was just released yesterday. We're going to talk about and break down that schedule and how it could test the Bulls kind of in preseason as they try to figure out who's going to crack their rotation, how they're going to change their rotation, and maybe even their starting lineup. We're also going to talk about a Bulls staffer reporting to Jack Simone at USA Today that the Bulls were disappointed in Dalen Terry's summer league, and we're going to look at a Bleacher Report uh, article suggesting Royce O'Neal be on the Bulls' target list for that disabled player exception and what he could bring to the team. And lastly, we're going to go into the mailbag. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. Also, look in that description where we have all the Chi Town Sports Network of podcasts, and you guys can make sure you follow all those podcasts as well. But let's get into the content for today. So first up, the Bulls released their set, their their uh, preseason schedule, and we have five preseason games, three of those being at home. But we start the preseason off at the Milwaukee Bucks on October 8th, which is just a few months away. We, we are about three months, a little under three months away from uh, seeing Bulls basketball again. We're only a couple of weeks away, really, from training camp opening. And that's when things are really going to start rocking and rolling. Um, you know, I know a lot of people still are, are we're kind of waiting to see what happens with uh, players like Bitsum overseas who may or may not, you know, come to the Bulls at this point. Um, you know, still waiting to see if the Bulls are going to use that disabled player exception prior to the start of the season, which, I'm like I said before, more and more as we just go through everything, I'm more so thinking that that's probably not going to come into midseason sometimes. But, you know, so the Bulls start off uh, at the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, which is kind of an extended uh, home game at times, but that could be definitely hostile territory. And then we have two games against the Nuggets, one at home and the one away in Denver um, on the 12th and 15th, respectively. And then we play at home against the Raptors on the 17th and at home against the Wolves on the 19th. And so this schedule, when you really look at it, those are teams that all may, are very well competing for something. We had two games against the defending NBA champions, uh, one game against the Bucks, who are our, uh, you know, central division rivals, the Raptors, who we always, you know, play really tough, and then uh, the, the, the Timberwolves, who – we don't really know what the Timberwolves are going to look like coming into this season. Maybe a, a season of continuity for them uh, kind of helps them and where they've been and stuff in their, in that roster. And, you know, maybe they figure out the Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy, Rudy Gobert part of it. I really kind of surprised not to see one of them move this offseason. But, hey, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they locked in Anthony Edwards over the course of the season. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But overall, you know, I'm just excited to get Bulls basketball back on the map. Like, that's just really what it, what I'm excited for. Like, going through the offseason process and the fact that we still got, we still have over up, well, close to three months of uh, until we actually start getting basketball played in front of us. It's wild, right? And, we you know, we've made it through the, the, the most part of the offseason, the meat part of the offseason, you know, and we'll see what happens. But I'm just excited to get that basketball going. I think that, you know, the Bulls are going to look to kind of Test some things early out. Do not be surprised if you do see some Julian Phillips, Dalen Terry, um, and and others, you know, maybe used in kind of multiple roles during the preseason as well as they try to figure out if they can get an NBA spot, right? If they're ready for that rotation spot, um, well, they have their spot on the roster, but more so that spot in Billy Donovan's rotation, which we know has been hard for young players to kind of crack at times. Um, and getting to see how this Bulls team looks like with additional three-point shooting. Don't expect, you know, heavy minutes to be played by the starters. I believe last preseason we had like two games over the starters playing heavy minutes. That was really kind of it. But, of course, 
Last preseason, Zach Levine was coming in hurt, things like that. I don't think he played at all in the preseason. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll get, we'll get a feel for it and see uh, how it goes. Excited to see what that, what that first starting lineup looks like. Expect uh, Billy Donovan to kind of get, you know, mix it up maybe. We get a couple of games with P. Will starting, maybe a couple of games with Torrey Craig starting. Who knows? Maybe even if Julian Phillips' defense is ready to go, maybe we get a game or so of him starting to really kind of take a look at things. So preseason, it's not a lot that you can take from preseason. You can start looking at rotations maybe in the last couple of games. But overall, you know, the way that Billy Donovan has run preseason for the Chicago Bulls since he took over, it's not really – you know, you don't really get too much, right? He doesn't let too much out of the bag. He really kind of, you know, tests some things, maybe uses some weird lineups that we don't really see a lot uh, in the actual NBA season. So, you know, we'll see. We'll probably see a lot of the two-way guys as well during the preseason as they try to, you know, figure out exactly who's going to make the roster, things like that. But, hey, we now know when the Bulls' preseason schedule is going to be. We'll go ahead and break it down there for them. All right, let's get into the next one. So Jack Simone from USA Today had an interview with a mysterious Bulls staffer and you guys know how I kind of feel with the unnamed execs and things like that. Like, if the name's not attached to it, I always wonder, especially this one doesn't even say exec. This says Bull Staffer. So is this the ball boy, right? Is this Billy Donovan's gum carrier? Like, you just never know who it's going to be. Like, Billy Donovan absolutely has a gum boy. Like, he just does. You know he does. Like, was that a pause moment? I don't know. I really don't know. But nonetheless, um, uh, the direct quote is this. It's been disappointing to see Dalen Terry really really struggle to shoot the ball, as I'm really struggling to say really, apparently, which is kind of weird. Uh, it's disappointing to see Dalen Terry really struggle to shoot the ball. He can do it just about everything else, but if he can't figure out the shot, it'd be hard to get regular rotation minutes. We have a very competitive wing and guard group. And so we've already talked about Dalen Terry's summer league, averaging 12.6 points per game, most of those coming in the last game. 33.8% shooting from the field, 34%, uh, 34.8% shooting from three-point range. So, you know, yes, Dalen Terry's done a lot of things. He's done almost everything else well but shoot the ball. But to hear a Bulls staffer say that it may be difficult for Dalen Terry to crack the rotation if he can't shoot, I understand what it is. Now, keep in mind, that's not saying he won't be able to crack the rotation if he can't shoot well. It's just saying that it's going to be hard for him to. And the way that I look at it is this. If you're not a threat to shoot the ball, Everything else that you bring has to be damn near elite, right? You have to be bringing almost elite-level defensive ability. You have to bring in high-passing ability to where maybe you're not shooting, but you're getting other guys in the right position. You have to be getting turnovers. You have to be getting out in transition. Dalen Terry is going to have to find a way to impact the game if his shot isn't falling. And that, I'm not I don't necessarily think that he won't be able to do that. When you look at Dalen Terry, high-energy player, very good defensive player, he, his defense is is hopefully going to be able to definitely make an impact for the Bulls, even if that shot isn't falling. But can he hit enough of the open shots that are going to come via the nature of this offense to be able to make him enough of a threat? And then when you look at the Bulls' rotations, right, we already know our starters. Well, we think. I, Javon Carter, I kind of have him penciled in as a starting point guard. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to. I guarantee you, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, they're probably going to go into preseason with an open competition for the point guard position, much like they did last year, in which Ayo DeSumo absolutely won that in preseason, but didn't hold on to it because his level of play just didn't dictate that. But whoever you're starting, for, for the nature of this conversation, I'm just going to say Javon Carter starting at point guard. You have, you have Carter, Levine, DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic, kind of projected to be your starting line. I'm not kind of pretty much projected to be your starting lineup with point guard kind of being up in the air. At that guard depth after that, you're looking at Alice Crusoe, potentially Iota Sumu, Kobe White, right? 
and 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 that's at both guard positions. So yeah, that is a pretty tight um you know be, uh, you know rotation there, right? As far as like it's going to be hard to crack that. Now, depending on what happens with Io Desumu and if Io is back to kind of being what he was his rookie year as a defender, Dalen Terry may be able to crack that rotation at the guard position. But then when you look at the small forward, let's look at the wing, right? You have Dalen, you have DeMar DeRozan as the starter. You then have Torrey Craig, Dalen Terry, kind of the next ones up to get minutes at that position. Maybe even Julian Phillips if he's ready to go. And so that does start getting to area being tight. Torrey Craig brings so much of the shooting that we do need, whether he's next to Patrick Williams or next to uh, DeMar DeRozan. He's, he brings some of that shooting that we need. He brings the toughness. He brings the defense. He brings the veteran leadership. If Dalen Terry is going to want to get minutes at that either two or three position next season for the Chicago Bulls, that defense is going to have to be something that Billy Donovan can absolutely bet on night in and night out, as well as getting turnovers, as well as pushing the pace. That playmaking he brings out in the open court, Dalen Terry's not only going to have to bring that, but he's going to have to bring the, the, the ability to get turnovers and, and get us in the open court in transition as well. And so, hey, listen, I hope the world for Dalen Terry. And I, I want to see Dalen Terry crack that rotation. We need an energy guy. We need some identity. Yes, that's going to be brought in primarily by Javon Carter, Torrey Craig right now. But you cannot overlook that. Hey, having a change of pace, you know, wing in this league in Dalen Terry could definitely do the Bulls well. But he's going to have to play great with that defense. He, summer league. You didn't really make a name for yourself, Dalen. Cool. In preseason, you're going to have to come in now. You're going to have to dig in, and you're going to have to really earn those rotational minutes. And so I'm not really mad at hearing that quote. I do doubt the, valid- the validity of it just because somebody's name isn't attached to it. But I, I, regardless, the thought process behind it is legit. If you're not going to be a threat to shoot at all, right, there are very few players. Um, well, not. There are players in this league that and we have one on this team, Alice Caruso. But you have to be able to, A, hit open shots, right? If you're not going to take anybody off the dribble, things like that, that's fine. But you have to hit the open shots. And then everything else you do has to be so damn elite that your shooting ability, it overtakes that. So we'll see if Dalen gets that opportunity. We'll see if his level of play uh, dictates that. And so it's really up to Dalen. Dalen has to come in with the right mindset and, and work ethic to, to grab those minutes. Nobody's given anything to you, especially not what, what Billy Bubblegum Donovan as your head coach, nothing's being given. You have to come in and earn it all. And is Dalen up to the test of earning that role for the Chicago Bulls? Only he's going to be able to answer that. But he's going to be able to get that opportunity here sooner rather than later. So we'll end up seeing what that means. Now, before we get into the one voicemail that we have for today as well, Bleacher Report had an article on trade targets for every team. And I expected to hear, you know, the normal ones for the Chicago Bulls that you hear. But this one was Royce O'Neal. And while his name has popped up a couple of times over in the offseason, you know, the trade that they presented here was two second-round picks. But they did present two picks that we don't have, that we don't own outright in the 2026-27 pick. I don't think we have our own second-round pick again until 2028, if I'm not mistaken. But thought process is still the same. You're absorbing primarily most of Royce O'Neal's contract into your disabled player exception that would also then create a, a trade exception for the Brooklyn Nets of up to $9 million, which they could absolutely be incentivized to use. They have a calendar year to use that at that point, and we'll see what that happens with them. But with Royce O'Neal, what you're adding is you're adding a player that can play the three or four. He's played a lot more four recently than three, but he can play the three slash four. Another veteran to pair with, with Torrey Craig there. And while Royce O'Neal's averages aren't anything to sing home about, 
Forrest Gray averages 6.6 points per game. He averaged 38.4 three-point shooting percentage, taking about three and a half per game. Last season was his highest volume three-point shooting season, where he took five and a half three-pointers per game and still hit that at a 38.9% clip. Royce O'Neal's three-point shooting ability is legit. He's only had one season in his NBA career of shooting less than 37% from three-point range, and that was his rookie year. So Royce O'Neal is a legit three-point shooter. I understand for a team that has talked about the need to change their shot profile, adding a player like Royce O'Neal, the, the biggest question is, I know Bulls fans, we have our mindset high on what we can get with that disabled player exception. And as I've been trying to prepare people, that may not necessarily come in the way that we hope or think that it may come. It may very well just come in the sense of, hey, we're just trying to, we're going to try to add somebody who brings what we need and still, as the Bulls have done primarily this offseason, improve through the margins. That's where the Bulls have been looking to improve this offseason. And so while I'm not saying that that's necessarily the best strategy, it is the strategy that it seems like the Bulls have implored and focused on this offseason. Royce O'Neal would keep that going. Royce O'Neal, also a very durable player uh, over his career. He's only had one season in playing less than 70 games. That's his rookie year in which he played 69 games for the Utah Jazz. So, again, while this is not the home run acquisition for the Chicago Bulls by any means, you're adding a 6'6", 226-pound forward who plays a small forward and power forward that brings that shooting that you need. He's 30 years old. so. I think it would come down to this because I, I wouldn't see the Bulls doing this until midseason. To me, this would be dictated by how well a player like Dalen Terry or Julian Phillips do play for the Chicago Bulls. Because theoretically, you're hoping that maybe the combination between the two or maybe one of them and Julian Phillips is able to bring some similar stats to a Royce O'Neal while maybe being better defensively, right? Not to say that Royce O'Neal is a defensive slouch by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not a shutdown defender either. So. You know, that's kind of my thought process on that. Let me know what you guys think on Royce O'Neal as a potential target for the Chicago Bulls with that disabled player exception. All right, before we go, we got one voicemail today. This one's from Shay. Let's go ahead and play it now. What's up, Hayes? How you doing, man? You know, everybody talk about Julian Phillips and his shooting and all that. I'm here to remind a couple of people something. Remember, I don't know how many of y'all are Miami Heat fans, but Josh Richardson, when they first drafted him, was not known as a shooter. And he got to his first year of Miami and then started hitting, I think he hit like five or six threes in a row on the Chicago Bulls, okay? Lonzo Ball was not known as a shooter. When he got to the league, he ended up, ended up becoming one of his strengths. Need I say more? Wesley Matthews was not known as a shooter. All these players who are not known as shooters end up becoming good shooters if they work on it. And some of these players, no, they're not known as shooters. But, hey, once they get to the NBA, they become one of the best shooters. Remember, remember Patrick Williams was not known as a shooter, but he ended up, I think he ended up being one of our best three-point shooters when he first got with us or last year. So give Julian Phillips some time, I guarantee you. That jump shot's going to work probably at the start of the season. Peace. All right. Uh, Julian Phillips in the shooting. I think that, yes, while initially a lot of people asked and had questions about Julian Phillips and his shooting, I think a lot of that was answered in summer league. We need to see how it's going to continue to progress. Him going back to his high school shooting form definitely helped him. I don't think you can ignore that at all. And so ultimately, when it comes down to it, if Julian, well, I don't really have the biggest questions about Julian Phillips shooting anymore. I do. He's going to have to work on it for sure. I'm not saying that, hey, it's ready to go. 
Don't do no work on it. It's But it's not the glaring kind of hole that I thought that it was going to be in this game initially. I thought he was going to really have to take a year or so to really work on that shot, that release, getting that muscle memory back. But it seems like from what we've seen, maybe it's back already. Yes, study progress, go through training camp, things like that. But everything else Julian Phillips brings, the offensive rebounding, the energy, the defense, right? The getting out in transition, being able to, to, to yam it on people's heads, like those type of things I think could get, could get Julian Phillips in the rotation. The biggest question is, is, is Billy Donovan going to give him the opportunity, right? Or, and also, is he going to take the opportunity? You have to take it as well. And so um, if Julian Phillips' defense is what it is, I think it's going to open Billy Donovan's eyes and then kind of round out his game over to that point. But I do think that I like the Bulls' acquisition of Julian Phillips a lot. It's up to the Bulls to develop it, though. And that's where things start getting a little bit questionable for me because the Bulls just haven't developed people meaningfully since AK and Eversley came in, or really maybe even before then. So hopefully those developmental issues start getting answered sooner rather than later. And then we can start looking at players like Julian Phillips and saying, hey, we got someone. Now let's develop him instead of saying, hey, I hope Billy Donovan and the Bulls develop this guy, if that makes sense. But hey, that's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can. And never forget, Chi-Town up. And that's it, man. I love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.